a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Management Minute Home Team Podcast, the podcast for those outcasts working at home during this global pandemic. This podcast is a service of the MBA program in the John M. Huntsman School of Business at Utah State University. Our goal is to make working at home work for you. My name is Scott Hammond. I'm a professor of management, a consultant, and an author. Since work has changed for all of us, this podcast is aimed at providing good ideas about how to keep working at home and working together. So I hope this has been useful for you. We've done 20 podcasts now, and this is podcast number 20. Today we're going to talk just a little bit about what it's going to be like when we get back to normal. Some of us right now are living in a yellow area or an orange area or a red area. And each one of those kinds of designations describes what we are allowed to do and how much social contact we are able to have. And we all anticipate at some point getting back to normal, maybe even this summer. Of course, we may have a second or third wave of the virus, maybe worse or not as bad as what we've experienced, or we may not have another wave at all. One thing we can be sure of is that eventually, sooner or later, there will be another pandemic. So we will never really be normal again. Some things have changed, and those are fundamental things. And I want to talk about 12 of them that I see. First, we've learned that we can meet. And we can greet and we can celebrate even birthdays and do business together via video platforms. The new normal will mean less travel. It will mean more screen time. It will mean talking to people through a screen. And when we talk to people through screens, we tend to be a lot more efficient with our communication. So it will mean less travel. The airlines will not get all of those passengers back. And it will mean a lot more visual communication. Zoom and WebEx and Adobe Connect and some of those connecting softwares will really become our way of communicating. Second, we've learned that our homes can be productive workspaces, really good places to work. And so the new normal will mean less commuting. Already some companies are scheduling people to stay at home a certain number of days a week, even when things return to normal. And some people will give up the office altogether. Very few people will be unaffected by this. That means that commercial real estate will have difficulty. But that also means that you will spend less time on the roads and we will be polluting the environment less because you will be traveling less. Third, we've learned that our critical work relationships with our colleagues and our clients can be maintained without lunches and golf and conventions, those kinds of social contacts. The new normal will mean less social contact outside the family. We won't be flying somewhere to have dinner with someone and get to know someone, get to trust somebody. We will have to learn how to build those trust relationships and maintain those trust relationships through electronic communication. That doesn't mean that that will shut down altogether, but it means that there will be less of it. Fourth, we've learned that we still need to work to be productive, even when we are at home. The new normal will mean that we have to measure not how much time we spend at the office sitting in a chair, but what we actually do. 
And so look for human resource departments and performance management systems to start measuring you and your performance in some ways that are unique. Uh, maybe how many sales calls you make, different contacts you make, how many um, different ways to measure productivity, real productivity. Fourth, we've learned that family emotional health affects work performance. If things are not good at home, then they're not good at work. So look for more benefits to come for families. Physical benefits, emotional benefits, and mental benefits. People want strong families so they can have strong workers. Sixth, we've learned that the basics of communication are still in place. You have to make eye contact, right? You have to have clear and concise statements and be polite. You have to have structured arguments when you're trying to make a point. You have to have things that are visually appealing. Look for the death of those old presentation skills workshops. Uh, and look for new training that will come down the pike about people who will, how to engage people online, how to look uh, official when you're online, how to make your point when you are communicating electronically. That will be the new PowerPoint. Seventh, we've learned that whatever we know is not enough. No matter how smart you are, you're not smart enough. So you have to keep learning. Learning is ongoing. Knowledge needs to be continually renewed. Look for learning, training, education, certificates, degrees, all of those things to have a higher value in the new workplace. They are what will distinguish you in many ways. It won't just be that you have the degree hanging above your desk. It will be that you have the ability that that degree gives you in the workplace. Eighth, we've learned that some of our workplaces could be more efficient. When some of our colleagues left, the work stayed. So look for leaner organizations. And also look for more startups. A number of years ago, a company in Utah County shut down. When they closed their doors, when they finally closed their doors, 300 people went without work. And I remember once talking to a community official saying, gee, is, are things going to be really bad? And he said, I don't know. I don't know. And then uh, three years later, I saw him and followed up and said, how bad was the shutdown of that company? And he said it was one of the best things economically that ever happened to us because they had started a study of those 300 people. What happened to those people? Did they move out of the country, out of the community, out of the and go somewhere else and find a job somewhere else? You know what they did? Half of them, half of them, 150 of them started companies. And after three years, they'd created over a thousand jobs. So as we are go through this downtime, as you see people go out of work, look for some of them, not all of them, but some of them to start businesses and look for our economy to thrive as a result of that and look for support for those small businesses. Ninth, we've learned to learn online. Look for schools, corporate training, even cultural experiences to be delivered via your home screen. Now, that doesn't help all learning styles. There are some people that learn much better in the high-touch environment. I have a son who's that way. He really needs that high-touch teacher. I have a grandson who loves learning on the computer. Remember, classrooms privileged one learning style over another, and now the electronic classroom will privilege one learning style over the other. And so if you are the other learning style, you're going to have to adapt. And if you are teaching via the electronic platform, you're going to have to help those who need the high-touch to have more high-touch. Ninth, we need, learned that simplicity and austerity is still important. It's still really important, in fact. So look for workplaces, work assignments to be clear, less complicated, uh, less things that are not value-added, and focusing on that which adds value.
11th, we've learned that clarity of purpose is the glue that holds a company together. If a company doesn't have a clear, common, unifying purpose, then it's really difficult to stay together in troubled times where people are scattered and working at home. So look for companies to clarify their purpose and be more articulate about their benefit to both their customers and their employees. Finally, the 12th thing is about loneliness. Um, Look to be more lonely, I think. I've been lonely during this coronavirus epidemic. I've missed some of the people that I couldn't have contact with. The social distancing has bothered me. And I've spent a lot of time alone in my office, working alone. And for a while, that felt like a black hole, something that I was falling into, and I really didn't like it. And at some point, I turned that around and decided to embrace the loneliness, to embrace the solitude. And it really made me feel good. I remember William Butler Yeats' wonderful poem that begins, it's called Two Trees, and it begins, Beloved gaze in thine own heart, a holy tree is growing there. From joy the holy branches start, and all the living branches they share. I love that poem because it tells us that gazing into our own heart, as hard as it is, as difficult as it is, is a wonderful thing to do. And sometimes that can only be done in solitude. But there's an opposite thing that's true. We've learned that the complex problems, the kind we face every day, cannot be resolved by one person. There is no longer an age of information that we're all kind of muddling our way through. This is the age of collaboration, and we have to learn to work together. You can't solve the problem by yourself anymore. Those kind of problems are gone. There are currently at least five major efforts to create a coronavirus vaccine, and there are really a lot more minor efforts, maybe hundreds of minor efforts. The one thing they all have in common is collaboration. They started sharing what was once thought to be proprietary information with each other. It's not a race to market. It's a race to save humanity. This collaboration will benefit us all. It'll be a greater benefit and a greater good, not just a bottom line. So look for greater collaboration across all spectrums. Look everywhere for greater collaboration. Learning to work together is one of the most important skills you can have in your life, not just in a family, but in a company. Learn collaboration skills. Learn to collaborate with your colleagues, to collaborate with your customers, to collaborate with your competitors, to collaborate at home. See your family, let them see what they, what you do and that their work and their support is part of your job um, success. That is part of collaboration. The ability to work across borders with others in important ways, that is collaboration. And that is, my friends, the new normal collaboration. Thank you for listening. Each of our daily podcasts is designed to support you and your work at home. And we'd love to hear from you what's working and what's not. You can contact me directly at scott.hammond at usu.edu. I'd just love to hear from you. This podcast is a service of the MBA program in the John M. Huntsman School of Business at Utah State University. In this changing business world, one investment that's sure to pay big returns is education. Keep learning, keep growing. Consider an online MBA From the Huntsman School, you can work at home and grow anywhere. I'm Scott Hammond. I teach online in the MBA program. I absolutely love it, and I hope to see you in one of our classes.